It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. With an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about our experience and recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. Hi, my name's James, and this line is secure. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with practicing these principles in all our affairs. In this episode of the Defective Characters Podcast, let's go. Gentlemen... Who are you talking a, to? This is a big one. I'm talking to you two. So I feel like um, because <laughs> the, uh, the last couple episodes we talked about you guys turning three and your uh, your big sobriety celebrations. And uh, Dennis, since we have now officially, uh, I guess, gone past your uh, your birthday, how did it go? Um. It was all right. Uh, James made me a little uh, uh, picture of French fries that had three years on it. So that was sweet. And he presented it at the Zoom meeting whenever I, yeah, you know, it, picked up my... It didn't go well. <laughs> was that a surprise or you knew that was going to happen? It was a surprise. Yeah. Wait, show, everybody, show everybody your surprise face. <gasps> oh, my God. I, I like that. It, <laughs> it sounds just about as scary as it looks. You know, yeah. yeah. You flat out know. But yeah. uh, it was it was a good good day for you. And why did you decide James instead of going with your sponsor to give that to you? My sponsor. He didn't have a choice. Yeah, my sponsor doesn't do the Zoom meeting that I do in the morning. Okay. So actually, was... I I ended up I worked that day because you know I'm back to work like part time. Yeah. And so I worked that day and I went over to my sponsor's house like after work and they're all like sitting there watching TV, like my sponsor and another good friend of mine. And I'm sitting there eating my hamburgers and we're just chatting. And then after a while, I was like, you guys know what day it is? They're like, what? And I'm like, it's my birthday. And they're like, oh, really? So I don't even remember. Cool. Yeah. James remembered. And you remember? I only remember because it's two days after mine. Yeah, and yeah. I remember two days before. Well, four, 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 right? That's yeah. what screwed me up because James was telling everybody. <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, it's two days after." So yeah. I waited two <laughs> days, and then I sent. Dennis, I did it again. I sent Dennis this really nice message, and his response was, "It's actually not till Saturday." So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to copy and paste this message in two days." So. This well, is that, that's all right. <laughs> that that day that you sent that message on the Zoom meeting in the morning, like people were doing the same thing. They were congratulating, oh, congratulations, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh yeah, thank you. You know, before the meeting start, like the little chatty part at the at the beginning, and then like halfway through the meeting, James like private messaged me and is like, um, isn't your 
three years like on the sixth, and then I checked the date and it was the fourth, and I was like, oh no, I thought today was the sixth. <laughs> I, I didn't even know. I thought it just because everyone was congratulating me. Yeah. Well, and, and as a uh, celebratory thing, we let you pick this week's topic, and you you decide to go with the uh, the principles of AA. Yeah. Why was that? Why did you want to do that? Um, I don't know. It, it just dawned on me, like it was something that I kind of been thinking about. I think with everything that's going on in the world right now, it's easy to get caught up in everything and forget you know, that we have principles that we live by and that we need to apply them not only to our alcoholism and recovery, that we need to apply them to every point of our life, you know, every aspect, whether it's work or socializing or anything, you know. And um, I think it's also the principles is one of those things that I was maybe like six months or more into recovery before I even heard about them, you know, and it was my grand sponsor who told me about them. And, and, I think it's a topic that doesn't often come up, you know. Do you have the principles in front of you? Can you go down the uh, the 12 principles? Yes, I can. And I'll, I'll preface this with that, like, if you Google it and looked online, you can actually find multiple lists that are pre- pretty similar, but like slightly different. But this is the list that my grand sponsor gave me. Um, it better add up to my list. <laughs> I, maybe. We have different sponsors, who knows? But then we, if it is different, we can discuss that too. But uh, okay, so step one is honesty. Step two is hope. Step three is faith. Step four is courage. Step five is integrity. Step six is willingness. Step seven is humility. Step eight is brotherly love. Step nine, justice. Step 10, perseverance. Step 11, spirituality. Step 12, service. And it, yep, that's what it I got. It is true because I have different ones in front of me. I have different principles. You well, said, you're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> you, you said step nine. You had what? Discipline? Justice. See, I have discipline. For yeah, that. I've, I've seen that one too. And then another one that is eight with brotherly love, I think, differs. And I think maybe 10 or 11 differs as well. Maybe you have the list for Philadelphia, which is why it's brotherly love, which is the city of brotherly love. Could that Uh, be? Well, I think brotherly love is another synonym for like fellowship. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't know. But if you have different ones, which ones do you have that are different? Just. Uh, let me see. I did not mark all of them. One, I had honesty. Two, hope. Three, faith. Four, courage. It seems it seems like about half. I mean, they're all they're all synonyms, like you said. Um, yeah. And the one that I have never seen it be different than twelve, which is service, which makes sense because it's that's really about carrying that message. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's what the program is about: love and service. So, James, can you pick maybe pick three uh, steps with those principles um, and how you actually integrate it within your program? Um, well, I think I'm just going to do one. How about one? And, um, 
Slacker. Well, no, no. I'm going to do step three, and that is faith. And that's been the biggest one for me. Now, before I get into that, I, I have to say that, you know, it's really glossed over a lot, you know, with those seven words, practice these principles in all our affairs. You know, you hear it a lot. But, um, you know, you don't really hear what that means, especially in early sobriety. Um, and that basically is once like, because I think there's a lot of people that don't even know about the principles of the steps. Yeah. And that's more of a thing that you get into over time. And, um, and in all our affairs, that means once you do the steps, you know, you're doing these steps all the time because each one of these different principles are, mm-hmm wonderful attributes to to put into place in your life and um you know it's just when you practice these and everything you do you're you're growing spiritually and you're working on your character and um i guess emotional sobriety would be involved with that too when you're practicing these in in everything it's what really brings about the freedom and the joy of living. So I just wanted to get that out. Um, for me, step three with faith is, I think it all boils down to, do you have faith in a higher power to rule over your life? And for me, this is just something that I invoke daily. I ask God for help with everything I do. And it's helped me so much, especially in the last six months. Um, you know, he got me sober. My God got me sober. I, that, that is a fact. I know that I could never have gotten sober without him. So having faith that he will get me through the little day-to-day trivial trials is just something that I can easily do nowadays. And it does involve a lot of praying and a lot of trust. Um, you know, faith, faith without works is dead. And so I have to do my part. So I pray and I meditate. And most of the time I get help from my wife who, who is a spiritual giant and she, God bless her, has so much love and patience with me. And she helps me get through these little, these things. Cause I'll say one thing and then do something completely different. And, you know, she's like, She's like, um, James, James, I thought we, we talked about this. <laughs> and, and Dennis knows exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. He, he, and, you know, she could be really mean if she wanted to, but she, <laughs> she chooses not to. Nice. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to lead with that. <laughs> yeah, don't dig yourself a hole. I, yeah, I, I love that. Um, it, I think I couldn't agree more as far as the faith uh, thing goes, something I'm trying to implement more in my program. Cause I don't know about you guys. Like I've never had since I first got faith and connected spiritually, I've never gone back the other way. And I'm thankful for that because I think if I did, that's probably when I would relapse because that that's when I would be like, you know what? I got this. And I know that I never have to actually have it ever again because it's not mine to have, you know, everything that I have in my life, I'm borrowing. Um, and that's how I look at it. So if I, 
at work, get more money one week and less money the other. I know that it was never really my money anyway. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. But something I am trying to make sure as far as the work and the action that I do has to do with uh, step 10. And the, the principle with step 10 that I have in front of me, it might be different than you have, Dennis, is patience and perseverance. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at uh, a sentence that relates to uh, step 10 in case you're like, oh, what's what's step 10? We continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. I'm good at now that I have, you know, five-plus year sobriety, making sure that during the day, if there's something comes up, and I know that I did wrong, fixing that. But I really, the last couple of years, have not been putting in the effort at the end of the night and looking back throughout my day. And I do think it's important because there's some stuff that if I don't do that, when my head hits the pillow, I lay there and I retrace my day hour by hour and really look into the things I'm grateful for, but also the things that I probably could have done better. And the principle, um, steadfast despite opposition or adversity, being able to bear to persist in understanding in spite of counter influences, which is just a long way and uh, a, I I guess, bigger words to say, you know, where did I screw up? And and maybe if somebody acted a certain way, maybe I didn't realize that I did. Maybe, you know, uh, within my work, I'll get emails or texts from people that annoy me. And I say, well, what's really, you know, why am I annoyed by that? You know, maybe they're acting that way because of something I did. And if it is, then I can go back the next day and fix it. Um, Because, you know, we are human. We're going to some days feel like we are not taking any steps forward and a couple steps back. You know, uh, there's a couple people that I work with that I know for a fact um, annoy the heck out of me. And I know it has to do with something in me uh, that I'm working on, you know, and kind of just being honest with that. So that way I don't act hastily and I take my time with it. So I know um, for me, the last, I would say, two months through all this, the patience and perseverance in communicating with people in a very different way is important to, uh, to focus on. Dennis? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I could go through this list and give examples and how they apply to me and importance for like every single one of them. Um, but I won't ramble on that long. Um, you know, I think early on, you know, first coming into the rooms, you know, hope was really big for me. It was the first time I experienced any hope in a very long time. And, you know, honesty, we have to be honest in the program. And then obviously faith and the courage give us the ability to make it through, you know, our recovery and then also through life and as a whole. But, um, you know, I think one that I'll expand on a little bit more is uh, eight, which I have brotherly love down. And, you know, we could we could say fellowship or, or anything like that. It's synonym wise um 
But, you know, coming into the program, one thing that I really early on recognized and admired about, you know, AA and, you know, uh, 12-step programs as a whole is that we have people that come from completely different backgrounds, you know, educational backgrounds, religious backgrounds, socioeconomical backgrounds, races, genders, everything. It's a melting pot of a representation of the world. You know, even people from different countries and everything else. And, you know, one thing we learn is that when we're in those rooms, that everyone in those rooms is there for the same reason. We have a common goal and we learn to respect and get along with and learn from and listen to people that are completely different than us. And, you know, I think early on, like, I think I shared about this in the meeting, a meeting the other day too, is that like, before I came into the rooms, you know, I had preconceived notions about people, like people from different personality traits or different, like even music styles that they listen to or anything like that that like I already like oh I recognize something in them that I don't like so therefore like I shut them out and I close my mind to them or whatever and then coming in the rooms I, I realized that I can get to know people on a personal level that are completely different than me and I can actually if I'm open-minded enough and stuff and I can listen to them and learn things from them you know and I think that's you know that's what encompassing brotherly love to me you know, and fellowship and stuff. You know, I have a good friend of mine who I've eaten dinner with or eaten breakfast with for almost every day for like the past three years. And this is a guy that if you look on the surface, me and him do not melt. We have different political opinions. We have different backgrounds. You know, he's a doctor. He's from, he's a, from another country. He's a, 80 something years old, you know, like age gap, everything that you on the surface that you can stereotype as opposites that we are. But through the course of years, we became very close friends and have helped each other out and learned from each other. Where in another setting before I came into the rooms, that probably that would have never happened, you know? Hey guys, I have yeah. a question for you, James. Wait, wait, hold that thought, Mike. I just got an email from my wife. <laughs> Dennis, you're chairing the meeting tomorrow. So oh, no. Get... Says who? <laughs> uh, her. <laughs> yeah, I'm hosting your chairing. Uh, why, what? Zoom. Good luck. Well, that's why I'm telling you. I, I knew you had no idea. <laughs> 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 right, no, you're, you, you're good. So, uh, Dennis, do you still have the principles in front of you? The yeah. Ones that you read off? What do you have for four? Do you have courage? I have courage, yep. Okay, yeah. So why do you, yep, why do you think four is courage? Why would you say that for making well, uh, inventory? Well, I, I mean, come on. Like, I, to me, that's pretty obvious. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How many people like to look in the mirror and see the darkest parts of their soul? You know, and that's what four asks us. It's a... It's, uh, asking us to be completely honest with ourselves about the things we are scared of the things that we uh get angry about the the wrongs that we have done to other people you know a lot of times we like to 
have this delusion that we're like good people. You know what I'm saying? And, and for the most part, we are good people. But we like to like justify things that we've done or beliefs that we have or, you know, or ignore fears that we have and put up this image, this mask that we have that we show to the world. And step four, ask us to tear all of that away and really dig into your soul and, and bring out these dark things so that we can repair them within ourselves, you know, and that can be very scary, you know. I didn't feel courageous yeah. afterwards. Do you guys feel courageous after you actually put all that down? Like I, f- I felt like, uh, like terrible. I don't think it was till after five that I actually felt that courage. Well, I think the courage, uh, well, the courage comes from you actually did it though. The courage comes from the beforehand, and it's not like courage isn't the absence of fear. It's the it's courage of doing it in spite of the fear. So you showed courage by actually being open and honest when you put that pen to paper and wrote that fourth step yeah and i think living with courage means that you can start fresh without forgetting your past completely Hmm. i guess i guess bring up bring up a good uh good thought good thought behind it and in five five i have integrity is that what you have yep yep uh yeah because you're you're admitting everything to another person so you can definitely practice integrity in your recovery by by talking through everything that you feel guilty about and your mistakes basically having integrity is to live honest honest have you guys have you guys um as i know both of you when you were doing your step five you did them with your sponsor right like that was the other person that you you told yeah do you do yeah. you ha- I actually, do you know someone that uh did it with a different person whether it was a priest or uh i've heard of other people doing it with different people i personally actually did it with two people i did it with my sponsor and the formal like okay let's meet up let's do this but I also did almost a more in-depth one because it was over a longer period of time and more casual with a good friend of mine who actually happens to be a therapist. And like, basically I hung out with her a lot. Um, And just over the casual talking and like going through stuff and like digging through stuff, you know, it ended up after afterthought was like, holy shit, that's like a fourth step that we did over the course of like months, you know, or a fifth step. And it was during the time period that I was doing my fourth step and my fifth step. So I think that's why it was prominent in our conversations. Kind of. How do we take these principles from from our recovery and our everyday, you know, just focused on our recovery and take them into our everyday life? You know, you, there's cases or there's people, you know, sometimes, and we can be guilty of it too, that we, you know, we go into the rooms, we go to the meeting and we're all happy and positive and spiritual and talking about our, you know, our recovery and, and our higher powers and all of this. But then we leave the room and we go out into the world and we get angry at someone cutting us off in traffic or we, you know, demand things of people 
or try to control and manipulate things that is, you know, shows a lack of integrity. You know, our, our the way we conduct ourselves in a, in the, in the rooms sometimes don't match up to how we conduct ourselves in to our spouses or our significant others or to our fellow colleagues at work or to a stranger we meet on the street, you know? So how would these apply to the world at large? You know, how do we take these and apply them to every day of our life? Well, in, in regards to integrity, one of the things that uh, my wife and I do is that we, whenever we're getting into an argument or a disagreement, we, um, we have made an agreement not to bring up anything from the past or say anything to personally hurt the other person. What we'll do is we can argue about the way something is being done in that time, but we can't get mad and say, well, I don't like how you were six months ago, blah, blah, blah. So when we keep, and that, that was, it took a while to get to that point, but now that we're at that point, it's, it's easier. Um, also, you know, we try not to take anything personally too. Um, if someone's trying to help the other person out or it's not the way that they like it, you know, cause a lot of times when people tell you something, you know, you, you, you feel personally attacked and then it's, for me, what I do is I, I have to usually stay quiet. Uh, otherwise, I know myself, and I will say huh? the first thing that pops in my mind, and it's not—it's not always good. <laughs> and then I have to, you know, pedal backwards and be like, "Oh God, I'm sorry." But um, we we tend, and I, I talk about my wife a lot because, you know, usually I have arguments with the people who are closest to me, and I have never been closer to her. <laughs> since this pandemic happened and um you know it's 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 quite remarkable if you if you remember these little things and truly try and you know it's it's a work in progress and still not the best at it she likes to say that i should do everything in my power to make sure she's unemployed and then she's going to do everything in my power to make sure i'm unemployed and un by unemployed i don't mean working a job i mean like I don't have to worry about eating or cleaning or anything because she, whenever she think, sees something that needs to be done, she's going to do it. And if I do that, then everything will be harmonious. If that makes sense. She calls it the mystical paradox. I don't know. <laughs> That's magical. It is. Yeah. And I'm being honest. That's the first principle. Uh, no, oh, magic honest. Is the first <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I think they're all they all have some sort of magic to them, you know. If you think about it, um, yeah, I think if we if we go on the thing that all magic is just things that we don't understand, then the whole the whole system is magical. For sure, I I wanted to say, Mike, yeah. when you were talking about step ten, when I think you know, I'm I'm really bad at doing that too. Like I'll. Like at the end of the day, I don't sit there and do my inventory. And because of that, I tend to remake the same mistakes over and over again because I'm not writing them down. And I think maybe, you know, we should try doing something and being accountable to each other 
and then like after we do our step or our step 10 we, we text it to each other at night we should do that and then and then i could steal yours from like a week and a half earlier and you're like wait a minute he doesn't work as a bartender (laughs) like like you know to be completely honest like every morning i wake up and i'm like oh i should have a a a text from james with an apology and then i look and i don't have a text from james and i'm like oh he didn't do a step 10 last <laughs> night because he sure as hell owes me apology no i'm just well and if, if you're really getting into it i should apologize before i go to ah bed. that's true but don't wake me up <laughs> i don't know if you guys remember the seinfeld episode you guys watch seinfeld back in the 90s you watch that show so yeah it's good stuff there was an episode, there was it. probably a couple episodes that um, related to alcoholism, but there was one where there was like a secondary or third like level character that just showed up in a couple episodes. And this one guy who uh, Jerry and George were sitting down and they're like, yeah, I forget what his name is. Call him Timmy. Oh, yeah. Timmy uh, reached out. Uh, he made an apology. I guess he's in a 12 step program and he's making apologies. And then George Costanza, uh, got all excited. Cause he's like, all right, I can't wait for my apology because he, yeah, yeah cause he said I, that my head was really fat and then I stretched <laughs> up the, the, the neck hole and <laughs> through the entire episode. He was getting pissed because this Timmy guy was making apologies that George thought were like nothing apologies to other people. And he had never made the apology to him for that comment. And through like all of it, he's like, yeah, I think I might've done something like small. I don't know. I guess there's an apology. And he's like, that's not a good enough apology. And I just think about it. And it's like, there's so much stuff that we might not think that we even did wrong that, other people do so imagine if you don't at the end of the night if you don't do that step 10 and i think for me it takes somebody new in the program talking about how they're doing it or if you're actually you have a new sponsee and you're working through and you're like you make sure you do it and then you think you're like i don't do it like i don't do it at the end of the night so what am i doing like why am i how can i give this away if i myself don't even have it so I think it's a great reminder, you know, and, uh, you know, yeah. so there's an app you can get, there's an app you can get where you're just kind of, Oh, I always, really whenever you say apps, I think like an awesome blossom, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 don't yeah, you mean sorry. grooming onion? Different company. <laughs> uh, we are no way affiliated with Outback House. Uh, but, if you want to pay us, we will be, we will be here, right? Yeah, man. Speaking speaking of restaurants, I'd like to touch on service a little okay, bit. Okay, bring it. Flawless segue, right? Flawless. Um, you know, I think service, like we, I think we mentioned it at the top of this this uh, broadcast that that service is a big part of this program, if not the entirety of this program, and we come into the rooms right and we're taught to like you know don't say no when it has to do with aa you know if you're asked to share like james asks says tells me i'm sharing tomorrow morning or or sharing tomorrow morning then you just do it you know so 
you know, I'm going to chair tomorrow morning. But like, you know, if, if someone asks us if we're going to set up chairs or make coffee or do service or whatever, then we, we say no. And I think it's important that that is one of the principles that we need to make sure that we take to other parts of our lives. You know, if, if we're able to bring that same amount of, of willingness to helping other people outside in the world, then the effect that we have and that we get from AA, that we can bring that to the rest of the world. You know, if, when we have like, um, you know, like I, during this pandemic, I've done all my parents' grocery shopping and stuff like that, you know, as a service to them because they're older and they don't, can't necessarily go out or it's not safe for them to go out and stuff. And I think it's in like, you know, one of the greatest things that we can learn to do from our experience in recovery is that we can, you know, be of service to the people that are close to us and perfect strangers. You know, if a lady needs help crossing the street, you help them. If you, if you, you know, recognize opportunities in the greater world to be able to be of service, you know, it's like, it's, you know, after you're an AA for a while, like you're like taught, or at least I was that it's not, it's no longer about what you can get out of AA. It's what you can bring to AA, you know, by sharing experience and service work and stuff like that. And I think uh, when I look out at the world, it's no longer what I can get out of this world. It's what can I bring to this world? And I think that's, that's like one of the most important lessons that I've gotten out of working the steps in my experience in recovery. Which brings me to one of uh, Mike's and my uh, sponsor's famous little stories. Uh, our sponsor, Brian, went to his sponsor and he's like, you know, I really, I don't like this meeting. I don't get anything out of it. I don't like the people in there. I, what do I do? And his sponsor says, well, Brian, what are you bringing to the meeting? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what, is he, what does he say? I love say that. what he says. You know, <laughs> he's, I don't remember what he says, but he, I probably say it's quiet. Like, yeah, he probably, damn it. That's what he says, he says, he, damn it. He's got a lot of good. Yep. That's what he says. Damn it. Yeah. It's. And then, um, one, another one he says is when he, he calls a sponsor and he's like, yeah, so all this is happening, you know, I'm losing this. I don't have this. He's like, what do I do? What do I do? And then Brian sponsor says, well, have you, have you gone to God about it? Have you prayed about it? Brian says, no. He's like, well, Brian, what do you expect me to do if you haven't even brought it to God yet? <laughs> yeah. I love it is, that. It is true. You know? Yeah. So are you... I want to comment on... Go ahead. Go. What do you got? Uh, so I was going to comment on the... I'm not getting anything out of the meeting, like in, in that story you told about Brian, is that, you know, that seems to be a common thing that I hear a lot. And I'm guilty of saying it as well, where it's like, oh, that wasn't too good. That wasn't a great meeting. You know, I don't like those type of meetings, you know, like whether it's a gratitude meeting or something like that, because people have prejudice against certain types of meetings and stuff. And then I don't remember who it was, but I'm sure I've heard it multiple times, is that like, just because you go to a meeting and you don't like what 
people share or you particularly for whatever reason don't like that meeting that that meeting's not all about you that maybe those people other people in the meeting needed to hear what they heard or needed to say what they hear you know it's like we go into the meeting and you know we're naturally selfish and self-centered and sometimes we forget that like these meetings aren't just about us we're not the center of this the the universe you know the, the star of the show here that like you know we show up and a lot of times people need different things from the recovery and and just because i didn't need to hear what i heard maybe someone in that room heard something that's going to change their life for the rest of their life you know and i think we got to be open-minded about that when we go into it that it's it's not all about us do you guys believe when people you know Indeed. when people start sharing and they're like well i i wasn't going to share it today but do you believe that or do you think that they they i i have a funny story and if my sponsor is listening to I'm, me he might get i'm sure he is He'll which is why about which it. is why you have you have to say but, like a couple like a for yeah. a couple of weeks before like the pandemic hits and the meeting started like we there's a night meeting that we go to here in celebration or whatever and for like at least a week or two he started out every share of like i wasn't gonna share today but then i heard and then he goes into his share and then finally like someone called him out on it he's like every share you start with i wasn't gonna share today but you share every day it was just funny he laughed about it too but I don't know. So, I think sometimes to answer your question, Mike, <laughs> I think it is a fit. I think it's just uh, it's a facade <laughs> to act like they're humble. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. I I mean, I, on I the did, other hand, like most of the time, like when I go to a meeting, I'm a relatively quiet guy. And I don't share a lot in meetings. So a lot of times I'll get like a text from a elder statesman or an old timer or, or a close friend of mine will be sitting next to me and like poking me like you need to share you need to share and uh and then I'll end up sharing so I'll like sometimes preface my share with I wasn't going to share but so and show won't leave me alone oh, or nice. so and show was poking me or whatever so like uh, generally my intention was not to share because that's typically my intention and I need to be prodded to like share yeah you sound like you're bullied in yeah or or maybe maybe it actually is on their mind and some people i've noticed you know like my shares are pretty close-knit and like to the point and you know usually upbeat some people like talk exactly what's on their mind like my wife would be like oh i've got a funny joke to tell you it's probably not going to be that funny but here it goes and she'll go and start making the jokes. Like, yeah, it wasn't that funny. And she'll just have a conversation with herself in the middle of the share. And but she's so much better that now, like her shares used to be like five yeah. plus minutes. Now they're like a, a nice little three minute share. Yeah. But I, I also think like <laughs> like in the case of like my sponsor, I, I believe that he probably was going into those meetings and like with the intent of listening more than than speaking, because that's how we learn and stuff. But then, you know, we sometimes you're in meetings and like someone's share inspires you or you have something really relevant 
in your experience to the topic. So that inspires you to share too, whether your intention at the beginning of the meeting or not was to share or not, you know? So I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't say that people are fibbing when they say stuff like that. They're you know? just, they're lying without meaning to. Is that what you mean? They're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but people's minds change. That's <laughs> like, you know, like. I was just, I was just checking. I was checking. That's okay. all. I mean, I, I would think like going in, you shouldn't really set that precedent of like tonight, I'm not going to share or tonight I'm going to share, you know, just go with I mean, it. I, you know, you don't have to set it. I'll be honest. Yeah. Minds are, minds are like grapes. Pretty soon they'll be a raisin. <laughs> That's, I don't know what that I means. I like that. It sounds promiscuous. I enjoy it. Uh, th- today, uh, I shared in a Zoom meeting, and I was in my car, and it honestly annoys the heck out of me when people share in their car, and I really didn't want to. But I'll be honest, and like we were talking about maybe six minutes ago, I was listening to the meeting, and I didn't get anything out of it. And I said, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not supposed to. Maybe I'm supposed to actually share and something I say, someone else will get, you know, like maybe this is the point is that I'm just yeah. here because uh, since I was in my car driving, I wasn't looking at everybody that was in there. But if there were any newcomers and then say I didn't share and they couldn't identify, um, you know, maybe they were going through a tough time and that, it was, that was for them. So I think those moments yeah. are really good. When it, whenever I don't hear anything. I pray on it and sit there and I don't always share at that point, but you know, sometimes I do. You, you made my morning this morning because I didn't even know you were in that zoom meeting. And then I heard you like, Hello, my name's Mike. I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, Oh, it's Mike. That's right. So. Yeah. I, I actually sent you a message, but now I, know I was driving. Respond. Yeah. You were driving. So I, the clarity was Good probably you, really bad because I was on uh, Bluetooth since I was in my car. But it's you no, like it that good. I name dropped you guys. I good. said some nice things. I talked about the new trousers that Dennis picked up and and that uh, that. Call <laughs> 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 trousers. Yeah, my pantaloons. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, nineteen yeah. twenty. Sand Kusan culottes, you know. Song. Oh, uh, good. You, good you, stuff. you guys, you guys have anything else? Are we still on topic? I want. I, no, yeah, I, I was I, just gonna say you can tell we're professionals so. at this because we've just drifted off for like the last ten minutes on sharing and meeting <laughs> rather than the principle. Well, this whole the whole idea of principles, like it can, we can just have a whole episode on one principle. So that's this true. Has been a good, you know, opening. It's been a good, just kind of touching base on. So now we have our program for the next twelve episodes. It's right, (laughs) and then the twelve episodes after that, we can do the vice (laughs) principles of alcoholics. (laughs) (laughs) The assistant principles. They were always the fun ones. They had a lot more hair because the principles just rip. They rip every little fiber (laughs) from their skull. Uh, could you imagine the stress of of being a principal though? nowadays the virtual principals uh, i don't know you know do you think the university of phoenix has a dean yeah. or is it is it bill gates is that who the university of phoenix dean would be 
Jimmy. No, his, his name is Jimmy. <laughs> Good old Jimmy D. Jimmy. I like mm-hmm. like that reference. Okay, do you want to put a bow on this, guys? Dennis, do you want the last word since you came up with the topic? Wrap it up, Dennis. Um, I don't know what's the last word. All right, I'll just I'll just overanalyze my theme for my shares or whatever. Is that like, you know, when we come into the program, we're very undisciplined. You know, we've done very selfish things. Sometimes we've done wrongs to others. And we typically, for me anyways, I lived a pretty hedonistic and wild life, you know, that didn't have consideration for others or, or morals or values or principles. And when we come into the program, we do all of this work to remain sober. And we learn that in doing like what helps us, uh, remain sober is helping others and living by certain principles. And so when we do learn this and that we apply this to our, the entirety of our lives, that that's our lives really do change with the help of a higher power, with the help of our fellowship and with the help of our service work that we do, we can learn literally turn our lives around and live a life greater than we ever imagined. You know, and I think that's the whole theme that popped in my head when I came up with this topic, you know? I like that. And uh, also there's ways, if you have a favorite principle or topic in the future, you can reach out uh, to us on Twitter, Dennis. Uh, at, at the underscore character. That's so challenging. I still haven't been able to memorize that. At the underscore characters. It's pretty simple. It's the simplest one that I could find that wasn't J- taken. James, what is it? Do you know yeah, what it is, you James? You really got to remember it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, the, it's I I, I thought it was the. Oh, you got to say the underscore though. I thought you it have was, to have the underscore, and otherwise the characters will be someone else. So it's the the detective underscore detective characters. No, it's not Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I don't know. It's at underscore characters. Good luck finding us, and we'll be back next <laughs> Thursday, sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you. Uh, this is episode 40 guys we made it 40 episodes in whoa wow oh, i'm 40 i'm wow. 40 that, that says a, says a lot so you old. we'll be back next week episode 41 we, we are the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects removed remember Having a multiple. <laughs> Dennis wanted me to read all this. Having had a spiritual uh, experience as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other alcoholics to practice these principles in all our affairs. And we will see you next time. Uh, to to uh, the living.